Hello and welcome to the next episode of Third and Short Podcast. Uh, second episode this week. As Tom said, we're doing things a little bit different this week. Um, we've um, got to do some questions. We've done all this stuff from last week's games and the games coming up at the weekend. Um, what I thought might be interesting, though, which I haven't really um, mentioned to Jamie or to Tom, is what do we think the score prediction will be for Thursday night's game, which it'll have happened by the time we release this. So we record this on a Tuesday evening, <clears throat> and we're recording it obviously Tuesday now, but we're going to release this potentially Friday or Saturday. Um, so Thursday night's game will have happened. Um, so I've sort of, sprung, sort of sprung this on you um, almost back. Who's actually. even playing? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, it, is Colts in it? Is it Titan, Titan, Titan's Colts. Titans. Yeah. So I, I thought it'd be quite interesting to, uh, to sort of see how, how we do in terms of a, a prediction uh, each. Um, I haven't thought about it myself. I just thought about them when I, I clicked on my phone and the, the fixtures came up. Then I thought, yeah. oh, let's, let's give that a go. That could be interesting if we're going to do this format from now on. Um, and then we'll also we'll, we'll answer, we've got some questions in, uh, some really interesting ones from some, from some new people uh, that haven't asked those questions before. Um, so that'll be good. And then we're, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about, um, trick plays, things that um, I really, really like. I'm a fan of them. Yeah. Uh, especially when they don't come off as well. That. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so <clears throat> first off, it's the uh, Titans uh, at the Colts on Thursday night, which would have been potentially last night or two days ago whenever we released this. What do we think is going to happen? I have got Titans win, Titans 31-16. The, 31-16. I hope, I hope that's right. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a quick idea what you should do. But you've already told us your score now. I was going to say, put it as your name. Ah, yeah. <laughs> put it nah, as your well. name, and then we'll all put it as a name, and I'll screenshot it. And then you can't go back on your word then when it comes back, even though it's recorded anyway. Ah, well, <laughs> you know? I'll do it anyway as we speak. So. Yeah. I also think um, Titans will probably. Do you know what? Titans are six and two, and the Colts are five and don't, three. Don't press enter yet, Tom. I never mind. Don't allow me to go early. Let's. Oh, I'll do mine. Um, I think the Titans will win. They are very evenly matched, though. Um, so I'm going to go Titans, but a little bit closer. Um, I'm going to go Titans by. I think it'll be higher score than the Colts. Colts got Philip Rivers, haven't they? And I hate him. Ooh, Titans. They've got Tanner Hill, who could be hitting this. Mm. But they've got Derek. You really don't like him, do no. you? Um, got Derek Henry, though, haven't they? Mm. Titans by seven. So I'm going to go 35 28. What do you think? 35 28. Look what mine is. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, though, if Colts win that game, they're going top of the division. Yeah. Um, and the I Colts mean, are gonna be Colts are five and three, Titans are six and two. I was going to say Colts, so you've all said it. So you know what? I'm going for the Colts. I'm going to swap that around. Can't you change your mind. I'm swapping I was, that I was, around. I, to be honest, I, I, was, I was thinking Colts as well, because I think that they are pretty good. They're going to be there or thereabouts as well, I think. I will screenshot. Are we all going to point at them? The you know what the disaster I had <laughs> a few minutes before we went to the uh, Um So this is obviously going to be a little bit boring for the um, the people listening. But Especially if they're listening. 
Especially if they're listening. Especially if they're listening. For the Spotify thing, you should have some do-do-do-do music. Yeah. <laughs> lift music. So, yeah, very much so. Lift, lift music. So we've, we've basically <laughs> gone for, if you want to point to them now, Tom, don't, Titans, 3116. Matt, Titans, 3528. And Jamie, oh, 2834. I haven't took it yet, Matt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is it cool that is screenshot that is saved but I, was like, don't so, I don't have my screen who's nearest, gonna be so right no one's gonna know for, for me to point at the score for me it's down here <laughs> but when we do we we're messing around with it earlier and jamie and tom were like why are you pointing at nothing so i've actually got a point that completely nothing here where it sh- the score should be uh, anyway yeah. That was much more difficult than it should have been. I just realised as well, we, we've done that. It doesn't actually come up on the actual YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to check our screenshots out. Um, <laughs> what a waste of time. Should we start oh, for God's again? sake. We'll edit that. We'll edit that. Oh, shit producer. We've got, we've got the screenshot. No, that, that was just for screenshot purposes only. Oh, <laughs> God. We did say this one is a little bit more less formal. I this could be our last episode. You're going to take yeah. us off there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we've done our predictions, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but, so I mean, we've some we questions. Get... I think um, you had uh, we had one from last week that we missed. Um, Apologies. I think it came in just after we recorded. That's from uh, my friend Seb. Um, he asked why why do they wear all the armor. So he's he's very new to NFL. I don't think he, he follows NFL at all. He just listens. He's very dedicated listener of our podcast, which we appreciate. Um, giving us some support when you're not really into American football, so that's good. We we love that and thank you. So yeah, why why did he wear armor? I think um, first and foremost, they take some big hits. They take some <laughs> really big hits. Uh, you see to save Jonathan, their life, basically. Yeah, um, Jonathan Abram is a great example from the weekend uh, where he just flies in head first. Um, I think the tackle had already just been started as well on, on the particular one I'm thinking about. He just demolishes a guy. Um, so yeah, it is obviously for protection, but it is yeah. needed. It is really. People say the soccer way and all the protection, but you see some of the hits that you just go on YouTube, have a look at NFL greatest hits. And Big hits, yeah. They are, some of them are, are, are huge, really. Yeah. Well, so hundred percent needed. You just wouldn't have you just wouldn't have a team if they if they didn't have it. I mean you'd have a team for the first game of the season. <laughs> Anyone who plays a giant I don't think the 49ers I, I really <laughs> think the 49ers actually have probably not worn their armour um <laughs> this season they might have injuries. But yeah, Jesus. Um <laughs> I can't hear you, mate. Your mic's gone again, Jamie. Oh, my days. I'll tell you what, you just can't get a staff. No, even quieter. (laughs) To be honest, this is probably the best time for us to talk. Um... (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you're locked in a box. You're having a Mary. Hear me now. (laughs) Can't hear me now. Can you hear me now? He's Ali, very, uh, very quiet, mate. Ali Crawford. You're very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. I know I am. Said I am. So what am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my dad. Wow. Um, you guys, is it working now? It's come up these yellows. So it looks oh. like I'm talking. 
I can hear you back. Yeah, I can hear you, but yeah. Is it coming we'll, back? We'll just... Hello? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, what I was saying, if you can hear me, uh, the only main problem with living in England is obviously everyone prepares rugby. It's like, well, rugby players don't wear armor and they get tackled all the time. But it's like, yeah, yeah, but you're not taking a massive hit mid-air to your head. <laughs> yeah. It's like, literally, rugby players are allowed to spear them, aren't they? That's all they can basically do. They have to spear them. Whereas NFL are literally just running into them any direction. With a, a helmet. The head. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to talk about, I mean, this is the one thing that we always talk about with American football is, could you imagine catching a 50-yard ball thrown at you at God knows how much speed in general anyway? Imagine trying to catch that. Then add the helmet on with limited it's visibility. It's so like, impressive. It really is impressive. It, it's very... Under uh, and you, you, you catch it over your shoulder. You're not just catching it in front of you anyway. Yeah, you're not just hard enough. You're running. You've got two big dudes chasing you down that are trying to hurt you, and you're trying to catch a ball coming over. It's just it's really impressive when you start looking. I think it's so. I, I know the word's not underrated, but it's so un- overlooked. That's the word. It's yeah. overlooked. Yeah, it's like, underappreciated. Yeah, like the actual ability is to <laughs> run with the ball and try and catch it with these helmets and the armor on, and then still to run into the end zone. When somebody runs ninety yards with the ball, with all of that, and people chase them down. It's... I know. I mean, Dan Jones tripped up. It was that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he wore too much armor. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to speak about. I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention on the last episode. Um, Cam Newton tripped Excellent. twice against the Jets. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was bloody beautiful. I loved it. He was literally about to run through, tripped over. Then next yeah, play, tripped that. again. Oh. Well, I, what I did this morning was I, I put a bet on last night before the game. Skybet did a price boost on Cam Newton to rush for two or more touchdowns. And they, they boosted it from five to one to eight to one. So I thought for a bit of excitement, I, I stuck a 20 note on it. And this morning, rather than check my Skybet or check the stats, I went and watched the the six-minute highlights to sort of see how it went on. So it was like a bit of a an exciting gamble. I am an addict. Let's just put it at that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and um, there was there was one where he'd got one, he'd got one TD, and then, and then he slipped when it was a clear shot, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, there it is, it stung, and then he got, he was right, it was well, it was pretty much close to the death, wasn't it? That yeah. he got their last touchdown with his second one, and then obviously the kick for the field goal afterwards, um, which got them the win. So yeah, I was I was buzzing. It was weird. I was celebrating a Patriot touchdown, but um, yeah, it was 160 notes better. So I had um, I had a little cheeky five last weekend that went on um, Tyreek Hill to score two and DK Metcalf to score two touchdowns. Um, thought it was a given that I knew the Seahawks game would be a, a shoot. I knew this. Yeah, I knew that. I knew the Seahawks game would be a shootout with the Bills. I expect it to be fairly high scoring. Uh, I didn't expect the Seahawks to just stay in the dressing room for the game. Uh, and it, it finished with um, Tyreek got his two touchdowns, which is great, and DK got one. Mm, it's one as well. I hate one. it. I hate it so much. Um, I didn't put any on uh, if I did I'm so glad I didn't otherwise I would have just thrown my money away because you know I would have thrown so much money on Brown Rojo first <laughs> and Rojo first <laughs> maybe that could be a section we had in Tommy's tip 
just been talking about helmets as well uh, <laughs> yeah I, to be fair I, I had a tenner on Brown over 100 yards and a touchdown but he obviously I think he was 50 odd yards but no TD because um, the books are shit but uh, to be fair I, I seem to do better with NFL than I do um, except that but, except that that Man United game 66 to 1 cut Kane and Son given back but, ooh but, 66 to um, 1 but yeah so I think I had I had the, the win on the first game when I bet on the Steelers to beat us by I think was it 10 to 13 points um, with Slayton to touch down any time and then we had that night where you were all giving me next touchdown goal uh, scores and stuff like that I won, on, I won a few on there and then I just had that one drop in so yeah let's do a bit of a we should all do a bet for the weekend uh, yeah, I, I like you want to go now? You, you do quite well when you pick some. I, I, I'm a bit anal with uh, how much I look into things sometimes. Josh, uh, a friend of ours, Josh, Josh, what are going to call him? Um, he um, tends to text me a bit out of the group and, and I, I give him every now and then a breakdown of what I think might happen. So um, I just, what I tend to go for is I look at um, running backs and see who, the, go for the big names who they're up against. And you look for your Derek Henry's. Uh, your Josh Jacobs, your McCaffrey's, Jacobs, obviously. Uh, and I look at the teams that they're playing against. And I'll, you can normally find a top-level running back that um, is against a poor team. Um, alternatively, I uh, go for wide receivers um, as going for two. And I, I look at, again, I look at teams that are probably going to end up with high-scoring gains. That's why I went on the DK Metcalf for the Seahawks and yeah. the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill. This week, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really prepped. So uh... last season, I always went for Rojo first touchdown, and begin the season, I did, and he started doing well for me. And then, like I said, I haven't put it on recently. I haven't put any money on, but um, I'm a lot better giving tips out during the game. Like before yeah. the game, I'm like, this is what's gonna happen. But then it's like the way the game's going, I'm like, he's gonna, he's gonna get a touchdown. It's like when obviously, yeah. like you're saying, you're giving the tips out. It's like Mike Evans is getting a touchdown in this play. Yeah, uh, literally, Gronk. it's like Gronk is going for it. Yeah, Gronkzilla. I am. Um, last season, I did Darius Slayton two touchdowns or more every game, and it came in because obviously it was, it was his rookie year, so it was minimum of twenty to one each game, and it came in four times last season. Um, and then first game this season, I was like, well, I'm going to go with that, and then. There's been so much talk about Evan Engram being a tight end and how Jason Garrett bums tight ends and absolutely loves the position that I went, I did, rather than do 20 quid on on a bet, I did a tenner on the Slayton touchdown and Pittsburgh win by whatever points it was. And I did a tenner on Engram to two or more touchdowns. Who got two or more touchdowns? Darius Slayton. What a surprise. Um, but he hasn't done it since. Um and he's he's been he's been limited to be fair. He's he's probably our I'd say he's our number one receiver. You could argue Sterling Shepherd is, but I think Sterling Shepherd's a, a, a playmaker, whereas I think Slayton's getting more yards. Um but I'm gonna go with there's a guy who needs a bit of redemption this week because he was dropped from the squad last week after his antics about kicking off about not being received and then his wife not doing him any favours at all by putting it all over Instagram. Um but Golden Tate needs a big game, so I'm going to go with get your money on an anytime scorecast, Golden Tate, touchdown anytime, Giants to win by one to six. Yeah, 
My one. Brady first touchdown. Rushing touchdown. Oof. He's got two already this season. It will need to yeah. prove it and he'll get it. We'll, we'll be down there. Well, you, you, you're Both, relying, we'll be down you're relying there. on... I'm getting down there, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're relying on him being a yard from the goal line for him to rush. That's the only problem yeah. with that, aren't you? That's what I mean. That's why I'm usually good when the game's going. I like, this is how it's going to go and we're going to be down there. Yeah. But um, usually we'll give it to Rojo, but I reckon he's going to rush him. If it don't happen on the first one, he's definitely going to do it. I mean, you could probably get Brady anytime at really good odds anyway. But if you want yeah. first touchdown, it's like 30s, I believe. But anytime, it's going to be like 15s, 10s. So, Tom Brady, anytime it's touchdown. It's funny that you've both gone on your teams as well. Um, I, I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> and I'll just be tipped for it this week. Um, I, I try and avoid betting on Raiders. Sky treble boost. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I try and avoid betting on Raiders because um, it annoys me when uh, when it doesn't come in. Uh, last week, I think I went on three running backs to go over 100 yards. I went on Edwards Hilaire, who finished on 21 against the Jets. Uh, well played. Rookie of the year, my arse. And uh, went on um, Derek Henry and Josh Jacobs to go over 100 as well. And they both did because they're really good elite running backs. Um, but, uh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, so, just, just looking at this week's fixtures, one, one fixture that I think... Um, sticks in my mind for two possible options and it's uh, Packers versus Jags I'd be looking at Rodgers to go at least three touchdowns maybe four mm. and I'd be looking at Devontae Adams to probably get two of them um, <laughs> I just think that's it's going to be an option there I'd be looking to couple either of those with probably something like um, Kyle Murray's up against the Bills so he's, he's going to have his work cut out a little bit he's going to have to rush yeah so I'd be looking at Murray going over something like 70 yards Um he's going to have to I think he's capable yeah. of, of putting the team on his back um, so they're the three things I'll probably be looking at this week um, any sort of combination of uh, Rodgers to go probably four touchdowns uh, Devonta Adams to get two for the Packers and then Kyle Moy rushing <clears throat> over 70 um, 70 or 80 something like that, whatever the options give you well that's what I'd be looking at I like it Tip tune, in, tune in next week when none of these have come in <laughs> one as well, you know, because I'm pretty sure the odds are going to be great. I'm going to have a quick look to see what the odds are now. Your mic's gone again, Jamie. You go from there. We can't, I can't hear you. Oh, fine. Hang on a minute. What about now? No. No. Jesus. So if you are a producer, again, um, get in touch. <laughs> We've got a vacancy. Um, the stipulations are your microphone has to work. Um, and you can't, you can't be a, a Bucks fan. Uh, All the gear, no idea. You also can't be a Patriots fan or a Chiefs fan. Still very. Now, that's yeah, that's loud. Say say again. Is that okay? Yeah, that's my main microphone. Oh, he stopped again. (laughs) If we do a bloopers show, um, I I can't hear a word. No, no. This is absolutely bloopers show. So glad we've not got. I'm gonna have to start writing so it down, Jamie. Our special guest on this bit. Could you imagine? Just so you know, on Thursday we've got a really special guest. He is a bloke, um, and Jamie really. He is a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just shout, mate. He's like that. Mike's just going yeah. in and out. Is it? That's so weird. My actual computer mic isn't working now either. One minute. Yeah, it's really. 
Oh. Yeah. He's had it Hi, there all along. Yeah, yeah a bit better. Should have put that in. There you go. Yeah, I've got yeah. right now. Um, I can't remember what yeah, I was that'll saying do. now. Uh, we'll edit this bit out again. <clears throat> no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> we won't. We won't. We this won't. is literally, yeah, I was going to say, this is like... We're real. Show, we it? want you to know the real third and short. <laughs> this is a behind-the-scenes episode, really, <laughs> of how is, much we are 100% this, winging it every single this is, week. This is literally laid back with third and short. <laughs> 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 like, we should like call this Sunday night show, just like chilling in the back room. <laughs> we should call this episode something else like fourth and short. Yeah. <laughs> um, fourth and very long, no mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to quickly look to see what the odds were for this game, but I can't because all the Thursday night games are coming up, so it's not coming yeah, up. Yeah, they don't oh, tend wait. to throw them out. I know, it's yeah. not here. Where is it? Where are you? Skybet usually chuck them out Saturday night, Sunday morning, which is mm. a bit They're on Bet365, you can't, you can't do scorecasts until the day. You haven't put the team on there. I was going to say... from about 365 to, to Skybet. Well, that's my problem. I have both. <laughs> I was, I'm going to say... I haven't gambled in years until this season of NFL, really. Just for Bants, the Jets to beat the Chargers. Oh, God. Just to so, show, I what are the odds on that? that? That doesn't mean they're not on there. Because they played last yeah. night, they're not on there. I suppose but if you put a tenner on it, if that's between five you'd get to nothing one. back. <laughs> if that's between five to one or ten to one, it's worth a two quid at least. The Dolphins play the Chargers. No, oh, are they on a bye week then? Must, must be a bye week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's twenty second. Yeah. 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 I just that's why I couldn't see them. <laughs> it's the only week they're not going to lose. That's true. Yeah. So, don't, so don't put them on next week. Don't put them on this week. So I suppose. No, not not at all. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, uh, they are goddamn awful. Well, they play um, in week thirteen. I think it is. Yeah, they have a really really easy game on week thirteen. Um, that giant. Play, <laughs> the Raiders. They're playing the Raiders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might not be, be available that week. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? Mate, not not a chance. I have a not soft spot for the Jets chance. as well. I do have a soft yeah. spot for the Jets. They, um, they are tanking. They do not want to win a game because I think that they're, they probably look at it as well. Like, they, the Jags, I mean, have the Jags got two wins yet? One. Or are they still on one? Long, yeah. That's what I mean. Long, yeah. It's like, and the Jags are goddamn awful. Although, having said that, that Luton quarterback that they played had a good game. I think they only lost by it. Was it two to the Texans? Sure, was that 28 26? Who is that, sorry? Jags. Uh, the Jags against uh, Texans. Yeah, it was very, very close. Yeah. And it was a missed two pointer at the end, I'm sure. Yeah, 25 27. Yeah, I'm sure it was a missed two pointer at the end. What's it been? Oh, Tom. Miss two pointer at the end. Yeah, no, yeah. We've had one go our way and one go against us. Um, what, um, what, what, I don't what, know about Minshew. I don't know if they benched him or he's injured. I'm not sure. Upset. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Subtle. Oh. <laughs> I realised my, my, like you, like you my empty beer bottle was too far out of reach. 
<laughs> so are we going on to base? <laughs> yeah, smooth shoehorn <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like a Carlsberg. For <laughs> <laughs> a minute there, I wished your mic wasn't working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's my last can, so why not? Well, there's a shock. Hey, what, that's a different beer. What have you got there, Tom? Come at me, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of Tony Romo and the adverts. I am better out? than him. Can we just send this out on Twitter? Just you saying, come at me, Corona. <laughs> I, I, I will do that. I will click. I should be ambassador. Look, look at me. Just look at me. I can promote your beer, Corona. <laughs> I am a specimen of a man. In these difficult times where Corona's probably find it hard to promote themselves. I'm so relatable. <laughs> we could have a big, big lime time together. But you're missing out. <laughs> do, you, do you put lime in yours? Um, I don't hear. When I'm out on a piss, I do. When I'm over. When, when the office, where you, where you don't have to cut it up by yourself. <laughs> that, that's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> I don't grab one five minutes before a podcast. <laughs> when someone does it for me, I have one. <laughs> I have a word. Yeah, <laughs> what, you want, what you want this Exotic time, man? Huh? I'm on these really big bottles. Stubby. Uh, brasserie. It's another Aldi special, and I do like it. Matt's at the brasserie. Uh, I'm at the brasserie. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do love um, I do love an Aldi special. Uh, they're about three pound twenty for ten little stubbies in there. They're the only things, two of the only things in the world that make my hands look big. Um, <laughs> I'll let you decide what the other one is. Molly's other hand? <laughs> um, it's not actually no. <laughs> it's Raiders glass. <laughs> it's the Raiders glass. It's not actually a pint glass. It's just less than. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes my hands look big. Uh, so um, in, in joke there, I have really small hands. <laughs> Come at me, girls. Come at me, small hands. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I do want to. Um, whilst <laughs> what are we doing on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on shouting out? Come to people out to us. I want to give a big <laughs> out to this big Warren Sapp jersey. Buccaneers 2002, brand new. With tags, beautiful by the National Vintage League authentic. Oh, you can't, can't, men- out to them. can't mention them. You know, they're our <laughs> podcast rivals. Uh, I mean, you know, we've we've got forty eight subscribers. You know, they've got they've got they've got their own TV show. Whatever. <laughs> uh, coming for you, National Vintage League. But no, Actually, I, I don't like them because they didn't reply to my tweet. So, yeah, well, they replied so just... to mine, but I just messaged you. Like, I think you bought something. No, I messaged Hugh, but Hugh loves me. I love him. Message him about them Friends. vintage jackets that they put on there. Yeah. Oh, there's so many great jackets yeah. on there. Have you seen them? They're beautiful. Like, so well, many- I have, yeah, and I asked about one, but... F you, National Vintage League. <laughs> Your podcast you podcast shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's um, all brand. It's like how hard it was like to try and find like a vintage Buccaneers jersey online. It, all of it's just yeah. into tatters and stuff like that as well, so... Managed to go on yeah, there. History. 2002 three Super Bowl champions. Thank you very much. And that's what that one <laughs> is from. Is that just but, the um, one you won? Bless you. Maybe you won. <laughs> three. Well done. How many babies? <laughs> <you won? laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the Raiders have won three. Cool. 
the Las Vegas. Uh, we've only been we've only been in those since like '76, so you know. We can take two of yours off though, Tom, because Manu doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, to... They're your favourite ones. We've been the Patriots. Crazy. This is which angle I wanted to go down there. <laughs> um, um, right. So, questions? We had, Any? Yeah, we had, um, we had the one that was talked about, and then I think we had. Um, did you, you ask? You had a question from a friend of ours, did you, Tom? Yeah. Um, so Josh Davies has asked if we could have any player from any current team. Excluding a quarterback to play for oh. our own team, who who would it be? Well, you know, I would say Jameis Winston, so we can't say quarterback. So, <laughs> literally, that's my initial response when you pose that question. Though, like, <laughs> Jameis Winston, by far. Who, who, who would it be non quarterback? Well, Matt, is this current players? Yeah, on a on current roster. Yeah. Ooh, I was hoping you'd come to me last. Because um, I'm still undecided. I know we you got the question. Uh, I'll I'll go with mine. Uh, to, to be fair, I'm sort of undecided. I'm between four, but I'll make a decision after I spoke about all four. <laughs> um, so um, we're desperate for a big play wide receiver. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's there's two I love in the league. One I'm bipolar <laughs> about, and I'm loving him today. So you're talking OBJ or DK. Um, then. Taysom Hill is just a player I can't help but admire. I've said it numerous times in the group. He's just he's just someone that's a he's a try, try he's whatever a you want to call it. Yeah, he, he, he's ridiculous. But then I thought about defensive side as well, and oh, I said it last week. I just love Minka. I just think he's nasty. Um, and the guy's an animal, and I love that. That's why I love Abrams of you know of Raiders. I just just love stinking horrible players that just want to hurt people and make big plays. Um, but I think, I think for me, he was the reason that I, I picked the Giants and got into the game. So I think it'd have to be OBJ. As much as I love DK, I think it'd have to be OBJ. Fair, fair. Go on, JB. You going for? So again, this when you gave me this question, I think our offense and defense is incredible. I don't think it needs much room for improvement. The only place yeah, that I would probably when you score three and let in thirty-eight, <laughs> and a typical game anyway. But um, <laughs> there's not really much room for like elite, elite players. Like if you look at imagine, imagine if it, obviously if this is real and you had the roster cap. We can't get anybody else. Um, mm. Like I said, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Godwin at wide receiver definitely don't need anyone there. And then your tight ends, Gronk, and. OJ Howard, maybe a tight end would be one of them. So if I was going for a tight end, um, let me think about the tight end. And then the running backs, we've, <laughs> we've got Rojo. I absolutely adore Rojo. It's a couple of big yeah. names, tight ends, isn't there? There's, there's um, Kittle, the 49ers, there's Darren Waller, the Raiders. They're probably the two biggest. What about Evan Engram? He's mint, catches all sorts. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Yeah, so running backs, I love Rojo and I love Fournette, but you'd you'd rather have one of those players that would get those yards. Like it has to be someone like Dalvin Cook or it has to be like Derek Henry. Imagine having him. Yeah, Henry's one of my it is does Derek Henry or Dalvin Cook, they are rushing game changers. 
Like you give them the ball, they can rush you and win that game. And put, like haven't haven't they both got like ninety yard touchdowns this season? Oh, <laughs> I can't remember the last time while rushing got like over thirty. So you, know, <laughs> so, you know, I'd probably have to go for, I'd obviously get rid of Fournette. Um, obviously, he's getting a bit older now, so let him retire and get Dalvin Cook or um, get Derek Henry and then have Rojo as a backup. That would be beautiful. I think that would be an unstoppable team. So Yeah, yeah. Derek Henry's definitely on my list. Um, not that we need a running back. I think we're, we're good there, but he's a game changer, isn't he, Derek Henry? When I... He could still rate him, yeah, that, I, I'm, I'm really happy with, with Jacobs, um, but I think Derek Henry just changes. He's another option, isn't he? He improves any team in the NFL for me. Um, I also look to wide receivers, and you go, you've got the obvious names. You've got Julio Jones, uh, you've got OBJ, DK Metcalf, all the, the big sort of names. But I would, I'm a fan of Stefan Diggs and the Bills. Uh, I just like him. I think he's really good. Seems like a good guy, so I've considered him. Again, I don't think we really need a wide receiver if we're looking at positions we need to fill. Um, so I went on the other side of the ball. I went, oh, I definitely don't need tight end. I know Darren Waller, best in the NFL. Um, I know Jason Wayne as well from the Cowboys, that I quite like. Um, I looked at the defensive side of the ball and instantly I gravitated towards having Khalil Mack back. He's a, he's a sort of wrecking ball. Um, superb player. I think he, he, made, he made it into... Um, the old pro team in two positions a few years ago. First player to do that and went as a linebacker on a defensive end. Um, but we've had Mac, so I, in my head, I landed at the other big name defensive player, um, someone who could pass rush, and it's Aaron Donald. And I just think for what yeah. he, yeah, just for when he threw Zeke, <laughs> like, like a doll. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. He's, he's a steamroller and he. He's enough of a, a threat for teams to double up on him. So yeah. then that releases you other players. Um, so that it would be Aaron Donald for me. I like it. There was a play at the weekend we tripled up team Chase Young. That's how scared we were of him at one point. <laughs> we had three three players on him. But yeah, I, I I like Donald. He only got half sack against us, but like you say, you double team up yeah, on him. Yeah, so he did well to get that. He, he's the sort of yeah. game changer to um the rest of the team as well. Um, so, yeah, I've got Aaron Donald. Don't think we'd like him. Um, <laughs> so, um, if we were... Mm. Go on, sorry, Jamie. Yeah. I was if, no, I was going to say, favourite to that question would be if you can only take one from each of our teams. Because none of us said a Giants player or a Raiders player or a Bucks player. So, if you had to take yeah. one from each team, who would you take? In a heartbeat, Abrams. And two yeah. from the Bucks. No one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so probably, probably no JPP. One. Bring him back. Bring him home. Yeah, we and we're, we're desperate for an edge rusher. Um, who will I take from the Giants? Saquon. Pretty easy one. DJ. DJ. Um, no, it DJ. would not be. Uh, it would not be. <laughs> um, we'll take from the books. I'm gonna just quickly check. Um, so because I'm between two players. Whichever one has done better in this particular game I'm looking at. Um, yeah, for me, it would be Jamal Dean. He's unreal, Jamal Dean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's a well. great safety. He's, he's, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So I'd take but no, I think, he, I think he's had a, a great season. Um, for me, like I said, go for tight ends. So maybe Waller. 
and then Saquon, why not need that running back? So I'd go for him just to, you know, for a third place running back, you know, just to have him there rather than. <laughs> <laughs> so give him a little bit of competition for Fennette. But yeah. Yeah. Mojo's so, number one in my heart. The Giants next year uh, potentially might get a high pick, but then they've got Saquon to come back, which he's going to be yeah. not a new player, but a great player to have back. He's, he's, he's been horrible to, to sort of watch this season because the first three games when he played, obviously our role line were all over the place. Um, and as much as our defence still kept us in games, Saquon just didn't have a chance. I think one game even went negative yardage. Um, but now we've got, I mean, we, we've got Wayne Goldman and um, I think it's Alfred Morris that are now sort of alternating for us. And they both went over 60 on on Sunday. And there's, I mean, there's, there's gaps galore. The, the O-line are doing really well um, in that run game. And I think I said to you, Matt, like, I'm watching the game, like, Wayne Goldman's, like, on three three attempts. He's an ankle tap away from getting home. Saquon will gobble it up 100% of the time because the guy is an animal. Um, he's just unbelievable. And it's, it's horrible to see because you probably sit there and think, well, how close we've been in games. We'd probably have a winning record if we had him. What, uh, what, what quarterback are you taking over the league? If you, if you didn't have a quarterback, your quarterback quit tomorrow, and you can pick any quarterback in the league, who are you taking? Oh. <laughs> 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 I mean, I can't, I can't take Brady because he's, he's, he's pretty much done for. He's on his way out, isn't he? Um, maybe got a year left in him. I think he'll probably try and go somewhere else after that because it just seems Brady seems like he loves the sport, but. I wouldn't take him. Got two um, years. Yeah, you know I absolutely love Derek Carr. Um, I'd probably look at him. I love Gardner. <laughs> I love Minshew. I wouldn't take him just based on a character. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should funny. So yeah, uh, too, too early to say to. Uh, and I don't want to say to her because I don't want him to do well because he's left-handed. <laughs> um, I hate Kyler Murray. I'm stuck because there's a couple of names I don't want to say. <laughs> um, I'd probably go Josh Allen. Yeah, Yeah. He's got years ahead of him. <clears throat> Franchise quarterback. I'd, um, I think we actually did talk about it earlier, didn't we? I, <laughs> I would be looking at our division and Knowing um, we've got to play Patrick Mahomes, uh, I'd be You'll take him in bench you don't have to play him. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's funny. I actually said I'd, I'd like to challenge him. Um, so the, the first quarterback that comes to mind is Kyler because he scrambles and so does Mahomes. They're, they're very, very similar in, in the way they play the game. Um, Mahomes is much more talented at the minute, I'd say, than, than Kyler. Um so I'd look at him, but I don't like him because he's a knob. Um, so I did look at Josh Allen as well. Um, I think that young is clearly got talent. He's yeah. only going to get better, I think, as well. Um, he loves to scramble. He can absolutely sling it, um, which he probably doesn't really get credit he deserves for. He, without any effort, he can just launch it downfield. Uh, and they've got Stefan Diggs, who can just pull a catch out of his ass. Yeah. Um, so it would be between Kyler and, and Josh Allen. 
that's the thing. Because we've gone old faithful now with Tom Brady, I don't want to go for Aaron Rodgers again to be another oldie. So I want to look for the future. And if you picked any quarterback for the next five years, it's Joe Burrow. That's to be. Yeah. Joe Burrow would be. Sure. He, he could be a franchise MVP, Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's what I mean. So thinking about it for the next five years, if we could have him, Joe Burrow. We, we could, we could, as soon as Brady leaves, we could go awful and get the first round pick in four years. Who knows? So you never know. That's what I love about this yeah. sport. You never know what's going to happen. Get another Winston. <laughs> could have the next James. I mean, it's an all right question, that, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Josh Davis, he's, he's done better. Um, <laughs> but it was all right. Um, we did have another question. Even coming, Josh. Uh, another question on Twitter. Um, bear with me. I'll just get that question up. Um, it was from somebody who recently followed us. Um, new followers, that's always nice to know. Uh, it's just that's what we want. Yeah, it's a new follow. If you're, if you're on Twitter, uh, at Third Short Pod, it would be lovely if you give us a little follow. And this question is, as I said, it's from a new follower. Um, the follower is called at Joss Davies 3. And it's called, hello, I'm Josh Davids. Could you tell me what the NFL is? I like red. Um, um, I don't know who's done that. Um, but it's pretty funny. Um, I can hazard a guess as to who's done it. Um, but it's, uh, it's really funny. Um, so if you are listening, Joss Davies, um, NFL is the National Football League. Um, that is all you need to know. Um, it's a shame you like red. It's a good question. I like red. We always like a new follower. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. God. Have we got any more? I think that's it. <laughs> Oh. I think that's it. I think right. I've messed up my bandana. Uh, well, this was a um, a fun little way to end the evening. Well, we, I think How are we transitioning from this to that? I, well, I, I think there's just one one thing we wanted to touch on. It was it was trick plays. Um, you know, going from a, perhaps a trick question in uh, in the Twitter world to uh, trick plays in the NFL. We saw a great one at the weekend from the Panthers. And what what a trick play is um, as we mentioned earlier on in the in the season. Um when you tend to go three uh, attempts at getting the ten yards and you don't you usually punt it on the fourth fourth attempt and fairly not often but every now and then a team will, will line up to look like they're gonna punt the ball away and they'll just throw a little cheeky little either a, a run from the punter or a, a skewed snap so it goes to somebody to run it or the punter will potentially pass it as well. That's an option that's happened a few times. So I love a trick play. Panthers did it against the Chiefs successfully this weekend, so it's worth checking out on the highlights. Um, but yeah, I love, love watching a trick play. I love them when they don't come off as well, because they just look stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love the, the sort of nouse to attempt a trick play. Joe Judge is a, a special teams coach in his history. Um, I can't remember who we played. It was about three or four weeks ago we had one. Um, and it was a punt, fake punt. And um, Cam Fleming set off too early. And um, the touchdown was pulled back. You know, we got a touchdown from it. And uh, obviously it was it was cancelled because Cam Fleming, false start, which is an absolute killer. Um, but then I've noticed this thing with Joe Judge. He's tried it three times since. So what sort of happened was we were fourth and whatever it was at the time. And um, he, kept the, he kept the offense out on the field. 
And then about five seconds into the play clock starting and where the defense had set, he then calls them off and puts the punt team on. And it gives obviously the opposition coach uh, a decision to make of shit. What am I doing here? Am I bringing my special team out or are they going for it or not? And nine times out of 10, they put the special team's defense on and you're looking for that um, error. You're looking for your, when you seem to sell with a punt, you have two wide receivers positions that would run at the, the sort of punt receiver. You're looking for someone not to be covering them. And that's what's happened twice on ours. One, we got called back. One, Corey Valentine didn't look back. So there was no, Joe Judge was trying to give the signal of go for the, the you know, the, the fake. And um, Corey Valentine just didn't look and just carried on running. So we had to punt it. And then we did one on Sunday. Um, but every credit to um, to Del Rio, he, you know, he made sure that the the position was covered. So, there were, you know, there was no chance of a, of a, a false punt. But yeah, it's something that I know a lot of Giants Twitter were, were was saying it's something we should be looking out for this season with his special teams background. And we've had three chances to to sort of do it. Two chances to definitely do it and one chance where we're trying it. So hopefully there'll be a couple more that I'll be hopefully successful and I can scream about on a pod. But they are, they are, they are, they do make the game exciting. I love it, love it. <clears throat> the, massive, I was going to say the massive one that sticks to my mind was um, the Philly special. The Eagles against the um, Patriots in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. I'm not going to ruin it. Google Philly special, um, yeah. and it won't be a, a greatest play in NFL either. history, not let alone Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. In, in, to do it in the Super Bowl as well against the Patriots is just they did it. Uh, they did it against us this this season. It's, it's class, class. Love it. But um, like I said, going from the Panthers and the best play of the week, I just want to quickly mention the worst play of the week. Again, the Jets tanking the season. They were fourth and whatever. They were going for the field goal. The uh, the Patriots. Um, and I decide to have 12 men on the field. <laughs> First down. <laughs> Talk about tanking a season. It's almost like it was meant to happen. <laughs> so, worst play of the, the weekend, that it was ridiculous. And they still kept them to a field goal. <laughs> Based on um, too many men or... Too many men, too many men, or not enough men. Um, shout out to Bones. I'm sure he was really happy when the Lions on third down decided to put 10 players on the defense to let Dalvin Cook run for 70 yards for a touchdown. Um, you know, I, I feel you, mate. We've done it twice this season on third down Simple against 49ers. Man. Um, and it was a terrible game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the good thing is we seem to have resurrected it. I hope you guys do or don't, not too sure. Love you really, both. <laughs> Just make sure there's 11 people on you burn. That's all you have to do. It's so simple, isn't it? It's one job. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it should be fired instantly. The defensive coordinator does that. Go. Get out. Or if a player's not taking his, you know, his, his position, and he's just, well, guess what? You're going with the practice squad. See you in a bit. Yeah. Um... Is that is, is that us done for questions? Is 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 this time for an outro or where are we at? Anything else? Is it time for an outro? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, over to you, Jamie. So, we're hopefully gonna have our second guest joining us now. It's it's quite. I'm more excited for this one than you guys. To a degree. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Close. <laughs> um, again, it's something that I've wanted to do 
for a while, especially have because I've done my degree in script writing for stage screening gaming, and I think the career that this person has had is quite good. And this person has worked for the LA Rams. They've worked for Washington in the NBA, and they've also worked for Disney as well, and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So what a career so far. Um, looking forward to talking to her about her experiences and it should be a very good interview. I'm very looking forward to it. Um, you guys don't have to wait as long as we do. We've got to wait two days to record it, but you can listen to it right <laughs> now. Here she is. It's Casey Sorry. Phillips. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah, uh, Jamie's managed to sort this one out. It's a bit of a, it's our biggest guest we've had so far. We're, we're really excited for, for this recording, this episode, and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. And we're just going to ask um, some questions, if that's okay, just uh, about yeah. NFL and your life in the NFL. I think uh, Jamie can kick off for us. I'm just quite, like I said, I'm very happy about this one as well, because um, obviously you did um, like business management, didn't you, at university, and your whole reporter like job, it's kind of like the dream job, isn't it? Like, uh, I did a script writing degree, so I love writing and, like I said, that kind of thing. So I think it's, it's a dream job to have. How did you get into it? Yeah, it definitely is a dream job. Um, I knew when I was like 12 that I wanted to do broadcasting of some sort. Um, but I think originally my, my thought was news. And then when I was in high school, we actually had a television station in my high school um, reporting on, you know, very serious breaking news like the lunch menu. And... <laughs> My, uh, my teacher said she knew that it's what I actually wanted to do for a living. So she was going to let me interview for a couple internships. Um, she was like, you won't get them because you're just a 17 year old high school kid. You're competing against college seniors and graduates. But um, she said, it'll at least let you, you know, just experience an interview. And it was for um, a regional sports network in Texas. And then it was also for the NBA team in Dallas, the Mavericks. And all of a sudden I was like, why had I not thought about sports? I love sports. Why had this not occurred to me? And I went to the internships and I actually ended up getting both of them, which is the moment that I knew it was what God wanted me to do because that made no sense. Uh, otherwise I was like, I am a 17 year old kid with no resume. This is crazy. So then I just, yeah, I interned both of those places. I ended up that regional network. I got to do it for three summers. I also interned for the Dallas Cowboys for a couple summers, um, a CBS station in Dallas for a couple summers. So basically from 17 to 21, I just got to do so many different things there. Uh, went to school for radio, television, journalism in college. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically that was, that was kind of what kickstarted everything. And then, uh, once I graduated from school, I worked at Disney world in Orlando for their sports public relations department. And then for the wizards, the NBA team in Washington, DC, and then the Rams when they were in St. Louis and then now came here to the Buccaneers. So you not thought about getting some ice hockey in there as well. You know, cover all American sport. <laughs> yeah yeah between internships and jobs i've had i have covered every sport here except for soccer but football how you i know, I don't know how this works i don't know how this works being on a uk podcast of what we call it but um yeah that's the ironically the, the biggest sport for you guys is the only one i haven't covered i've done <laughs> hockey and basketball and baseball and football and everything but yeah not not that which is good because i hardly know the rules <laughs> which, uh, which is your favorite sport then um, I think that, so basketball was what I played growing up. So that was always my favorite sport. But I think that football in a lot of ways was my favorite to sort of watch and participate in because I mean, here in America and, and being from Texas originally, it's the, it's the way that it is with you guys with soccer. I think that it's just larger than life in terms of the identity, the way that 
people will trash talk and identify with their team and all of that, that the, and, and you hear, I'm, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the like Friday night lights, the movie and book and stuff that are, that are about yeah. high school football. Um, but yeah, high school football in Texas, really, I, I cannot express how insane it is. So it, it's kind of basketball was my favorite sport, but football was sort of the, my favorite experience, if that makes sense. That's one of the best things I love about uh, America as well, like how big you take in high school football. If high school soccer for us, I mean, we, we call it footy because we're big American football fans and football fans. To differentiate, we'll get shouted at if we call it soccer, being in England. So they'll shout at us, so we call it footy. Um, but if you did a high school footy match, you'd probably only get about 20 people of the parents. That's it. <laughs> that, that's what you they don't They don't do anything. Besides, obviously, your main... Premier League Championship, we get a couple thousand like sellout stadiums. But high school, it's it's ridiculous. Like so with Friday Night Lights, the amount of people that go there, the proper school spirit and everything. And obviously Texas and the Cowboys, like I said, they are America's team, aren't they? So yeah, you know we're working on that. You know we're yeah. working on the Buccaneers <laughs> taking over that. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask, um, I've got uh, two nieces and a daughter and all three of them are into sport of some kind. If you were to give advice to any of them to go into sort of broadcasting or reporting, what would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, my advice is the same, even if it's for boys or girls, that it's just all about your experience and your knowledge. Um, and thankfully, we are at a point now where there are so many more women that are in those roles that it is becoming less and less um, of a unique thing that it is less surprising when you see women in any role, whether it is broadcasting or coaching or scouting or anything that there's just starting to be more and more women involved in a lot of different areas. Um, but yeah, really to do broadcasting, it is all about your knowledge of, of whatever it is that you're covering and then your ability to be comfortable on camera. And so it's all about the amount of experience you get that at the beginning, you're not going to be very good. You're going to be nervous. And it's just the more you can do it. So the more experience you can get before it really counts, you know, but when it is just in high school or in college, you know, things like that, or I guess you guys call it university, right? University, um, you know, whatever that is, you know, that, whatever experience you guys can get in that way, that's really all that matters because I mean, I got a master's degree and after I'd worked for an NBA team for a whole year, I found out they didn't even know that or remember that. And all they cared about was the, the reel that I sent. That's how I get hired is I send a link to my work and they watch my videos and that's what you get hired on. So the better you can be, you know, on camera and the more experienced, the more comfortable you can get. That's really what matters. Like I said, you got to have like these show reels, don't you? To obviously send to different teams and you just build that up. Do you have, like, I assume, do you have agents or is that all by yourself? So when you applied for like St. Louis and Tampa, that was by yourself. Like you don't have agents yeah. like footballers do, do you? Like they'll, they'll just go, oh, there's a job here. Go for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of people in my position that do have agents. I have um, not had one that I started to have one several years ago. And then right when I was getting them, um, two different agencies merged and it got kind of complicated of who that agent was going to work for, or if they were still going to have a job and all of that. And it was so early in the process that I just was like, you know what, never mind. I'm good for, for right now. So yeah, I've actually, every job I've gotten, um, I have just pretty much applied online, which is crazy because this business is so much about who you know, um, that I just sent an application online to Disney and online to the Wizards and online to the Rams. And each of them, I didn't know anybody there. There were no connections. It was just me out of a pile of resumes. I think I heard with the Wizards, I was one of 300 people 
that had applied for it, which is crazy. Um, but then my job with the Bucks, actually my boss with the Rams had come down to work for the Bucks. And so he brought me down with him. So that one was the who you know aspect, but the others were all just applying online. You've been five years as well at the Bucks, haven't you? Yeah, this is my sixth season. So yeah, I've been here for about five and a half years. This is the sixth sixth season. So yeah, it's it's definitely been crazy how fast time has flown that I'm already here. Yeah, yeah I was just going to ask some some NFL related questions. Who who's your favorite player in the past or present? Oh boy, um, it's so funny because once like I started working in sports, that answer stopped becoming about how people played and more about who they were as people that it is, it's so hard for me to separate those things. Um, so it's, it's funny how that works, but I, I want to say that maybe one of my favorites that I have covered is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now the quarterback for the, for the dolphins. <laughs> yeah. he love is, oh, he's just the best. Like he's so funny in this very dry. I feel like he has very British humor, actually. Like, I feel like he would fit really well in some of the way that you're, you know, your, your TV shows yeah. kind of humor is he's very dry and very funny and very self-deprecating and has this huge, incredible family. I mean, he drove a minivan that he had gotten wrapped in this iridescent, purpley green, insane color just to, to like pimp out this, this minivan that had his like 8,000 children in it. And um, yeah, I just, I feel, and he was, you know, he's so smart and he's such a good teammate. He just, he's, he was sort of the whole package of what you want in a guy that's a good teammate. He was fun to watch play, all that stuff. So yeah, he was definitely one of my favorites. And then, um, of course, you know, Allie and Donovan are my two offensive linemen with the Buccaneers that we all came in at the same time. They were drafted two weeks after I joined the team. We've had a radio show together and a TV show together. And typically offensive linemen are just always my favorite people going back. Even like I think about high school and all my friends were offensive linemen, even in high school, that they're just a group that doesn't take themselves too seriously. They're humble. They're smart. They're funny. They're just a bunch of big goofballs. Um, so yeah, I think that they tend to be some of my favorites. Just with Fitzpatrick as well, I think, was it last season he did that? post-match interview wearing Winston's clothes. Did, oh, yeah, he was wearing Deshaun Jackson's. Deshaun Jackson's, was, yeah. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson's <laughs> clothes. And, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments ever. That was just so funny. And that's who he is. Like, he's just he's always looking to have fun and enjoy things and laugh at himself. And, um, yeah, that was the moment that I think he kind of solidified where I was like, all right, this is one of my favorite people I've covered. Yeah, we were recently talking about him on one of the previous episodes because we obviously we, we don't like Tua now because obviously he's taking over Fitzpatrick. So <laughs> we're big Fitzpatrick fans. Obviously, I am because of the books as well. But um, hopefully that Tua is doing well. But Fitzpatrick wasn't doing bad, was he? But he's been replaced now. So No, I think that's what happens when you draft a guy that high is you know <laughs> that it's only a matter of time before they're going to want to throw him in. And it's, it's less about what Fitz was or wasn't doing and just about the fact that, hey, if Tua's ready, you know, you got to throw him in there. Yeah. Uh, well, another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, in terms of um, current players and, and past players, I don't know if you can probably answer this fairly, but is there anyone you've not enjoyed interviewing or speaking to? <laughs> Trying to get me in trouble here. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you could answer it or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely never going to throw anybody under the bus in that sense. I mean, look, of course there are guys that are easier or harder to interview depending on how outgoing or talkative they are. And so there are some guys that it is a little bit more like pulling teeth than others, but I have been very fortunate that there has never been anyone that I have had to interview that I have not wanted to or that I've I've really been like man I don't want to have to talk to this guy or you know like we've had really great people 
in all the locker rooms and all the sports and all the teams I've covered that um, thankfully I have not really had to have that moment of, oh my gosh, please don't make me talk to this guy that everyone has always been very respectful, very nice. It's just about whether or not it's a harder or easier interview. It certainly comes across from a lot of the players that they seem to be enjoyed being spoken to and interviewed after games and things by most um, people interviewing them, not, not all. Uh, you can sort of see it's obvious when certain players are either in a bad mood or are not happy with the question that they don't really put as much effort into answering it, I would say. Yeah, and I think that that's what's nice about my job working for the team is that I get to know these guys really well. And so I know who will want to talk about what topics or not, who to go to after a bad loss or not. Like you really learn the personalities. And my whole job is to put them in positions to succeed. You know, I'm not going to be trying to get them to say or do anything bad, negative, all of that. So yeah, I, I very much am strategic with who I talk to, when, and about what. Yeah. Who, uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl? The Buccaneers, obviously. Not the Raiders, you know. <laughs> I think if it was the, the Raiders books, I'd be a little bit nervous because in 2003, uh, Gruden won the Super Bowl with the books, didn't he? So... Um, I'd be apprehensive. That. <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting uh, little rematch, especially considering mm. he's with the other team now. That would be that would be quite a storyline. Yeah. Um, on, sorry, James. I was going to say, yeah. Speaking from other teams, um, I mean, who would you, if you could take any player from any other team to put into this books team at the moment? Who would you pick? This is a question that we had recently on the podcast, and I was thinking, with our offensive weapons. I don't know who you'd actually put in there. I think the only place, I, I love Leonard Fournette and I love Rojo, but Dalvin Cook's on another level. So imagine Dalvin Cook with those weapons, maybe, or um, Derek Henry, maybe, but there's nowhere really that I could think there's a weak link to get somebody else in. I don't know if... Yeah, yeah I, think <laughs> offense, I think I think we already feel like we have a bit of a, a fantasy team on offense. That we've already kind of done that of, you know, taking guys from all these other teams and building this epic offense. So, yeah, I don't know that I see anything really there. I mean, this is less – my choice is less about who we already have and more about this player. But Aaron Donald, um, I mean, yeah. he's a, a freak. Like, he, the stuff that he does – completely alters games and everyone around the whole league says there's no one like him. So whenever anybody says there's no one like somebody, it, I mean, I feel like he's a guy that any coach would love to have. He's just such a game wrecker. It's unbelievable. And especially when, you know, Vita went down hurt for us that, that I feel like that could be a great addition, but I mean, it, it really is taking me thinking of a guy that is considered one of the best players at any position in the NFL to say that, that we do already have so much talent on both sides of the ball that it's not, I, there's nothing that makes me think, oh yeah, we need this at this position or we need to add this guy. It's just, if you tell me I have to pick someone to add Aaron Donald, and I would say him for any team. Like, I think no matter what team yeah. you were asking me this question for, Aaron Donald would potentially be my answer. Uh, I, I gave Aaron Donald as my answer for the Raiders. I mean, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a game changer. Um, it doesn't really matter who You've got you know, is, and it was funny. Best. I actually worked for the Rams when we drafted him and people were not happy that they drafted him. And I now think that's so funny to look back at that at how much the Rams fans were so like, why are we taking this <laughs> short defensive tackle? It's not what we need. We need all these other, like they were so not about it. And so now it's funny to look back and be like, I wonder if they remember how much they were upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think he's, he's um, certainly proved his worth anyway. Um, 
that's all questions I've got actually. I'm, I'm, I was going to ask, um, obviously, <laughs> it's it's amazing time to be a Buccaneers fan at the moment. Obviously, we've had a little bit of a troubled past recently with winless seasons, but we've got the greatest of all time in now. Like, how's it? How's it feel having Tom Brady, TB12 on the team? I think like just the thought of it makes me excited. But you know, you get to be around there and see him. It's just. Yeah, so I think my answer would potentially be a little different um, if it wasn't 2020 and COVID was yeah. not a thing. Because sadly, I have not gotten to be around like I normally would. Yeah. You know, this year is the first time ever in my career I'm not traveling with whatever team I'm working for. Um, I am not allowed to be near him that I, based on the tier systems of how they're doing it, of where, you know, players and coaches and yeah. essential personnel are here. And like I, I get tested once a week. The people that can be around the players have to get tested once a day. So I can't be within 10 feet of any of the players and there aren't any in-person interviews allowed, period, even from a distance away, like there, it's just not allowed. So the times that I have interviewed him, we have been in different rooms in the building. Um, so I don't get to say the same type of things that I would normally get to say of, oh, this is what it's been like in the building or being around him or in the locker room, all those things. So it's been really sad. I mean, I watched us sign him on ESPN you know like I was at home that because that was right after COVID hit and we first got sent home we didn't know what was going to happen or how this was going to go and we were busy trying to figure out how to start doing videos from home to cover him getting signed so it was the worst possible timing from our you know vantage point of getting to take advantage of this incredible signing. So yeah, that's been the joke all year is we're like, of course, all of these incredible things are happening to us while we can't do anything about it. This is great. Um, so I, you know, I'm very much looking forward to getting to cover him and Gronk and all these incredible weapons and things that are happening in a more normal way. But of course it's still been so fun and a much needed bit of excitement in a year that has been very challenging. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I said it's. I think it's very exciting. I, I still think we'll we'll get to the playoffs. I hope we go all the way and win it all, especially in Tampa. Um, I mean, it's the dream. Is that no, but no team's ever done it before. It feels like the stars are aligning for it all to happen. I know Matt's going to disagree with me, and Tom probably would. But um, like I said, it's it's a great time to be a Bucks fan, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Do you think? I don't know if you know at all. He's he's got the two year contract, so I assume he's going to be there for the full two years, and then. Where do you see it going after that? Are we going to get a young quarterback or are we drafting for one? I don't know. Like, what? I don't want to think post-Brady. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. I'm enjoying it in the moment. Yeah, I think that's what we're all kind of doing is just soaking it in while it happens. You know, I don't know. I mean, look, it, Brady could play until he's 60 for all we know. I mean, it's this dude is a just a freak of nature. Um, I, you know, whatever he's doing for anti-aging, I feel like we all need to get on this bandwagon. Um, yeah. So I, who knows, maybe he plays past that. Maybe he doesn't. Um, I know they signed Josh Rosen to the practice squad this year. You know, that seems like a guy you could potentially try to develop. We have, um, you know, a couple other guys on, on the roster as well that I, I don't really know how much they think of them as just backups or as potential starters someday. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's all going to depend on how long Brady's able to play at the level he's playing and he yeah. and Breeze just continue to defy, you know, gravity, aging, logic, all of it. So I, yeah, I, I think it really depends on if he starts to have some sort of decline, but right now, I mean, the guys are all adamant that his arm strength 
is not declining. You know, Scotty Miller, they're throwing these deep balls to him, and Scotty's like, he that bread basket against perfect. the Raiders yeah. was perfect. Yeah, yeah, um, it was again, bit like, <laughs> I just had to bring that up. I had to bring <laughs> yeah. that um, So yeah, I mean, I, I just think that right now, thankfully, it is not a pressing issue, at least at this point. Yeah, you think uh, Winston will return? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that probably that ship has sailed. I mean, you never know. Never say never in this league. But I think that, you know, the, the fact that he left already once, you don't tend to see too many people come back to a team a second time. No. It, didn't, it didn't help with the whole post-match um, W, did it? But um, I, I'm a, I, I, I like Winston. I, I've always been a big fan of him. It was, it was never a boring game watching the books when Winston was playing. That so is true. you never know yes. what was going to happen. So that is very I, I, true. It was never boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, you you came in when I think it was Logie Smith, wasn't it? And then James Winston was drafted that year as well. So you've seen the whole transition through Winston's career to Tom Brady. What was it like, like your journey from then to now? Is it is it still the same around the the football club, or is it like? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it really has changed too much. I mean, I've also, I've been through three different head coaches and, you know, now him as well. I mean, there, there've been a lot of changes around the building in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, whether it was coaching staff or players. And I mean, there's, there's massive turnover in a locker room every year that I think I read it on average, 40% of your roster turns over in any given season. So it's, it's kind of an apples and oranges thing when you're comparing, you know, a different quarterback to a different quarterback. It's, it's always different rosters, different coaches. Um, so I think a lot has changed over the last five and a half years in, in a lot of different ways. Um, I mean, especially look at our defense now and how dramatically improved it is over the last couple seasons. So it's not really an apples to apples comparison. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, when you bring in Tom Brady and he's considered the greatest of all time, that definitely elevates other guys' desire for their play to match his and for their work ethic to match his that it would be the same with LeBron James joining a team. You know, anytime you have somebody that is one of the greatest of all time, it, people are going to take their cues from them and, and that can really help an organization. So we see you a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan for American football. Who is your basketball team? That'd be the Mavericks or? Yeah. Yeah. It would be the Mavericks growing up as, as a kid, I went to several of their games, you know, when I was a kid and um, even got on the, the jumbotron in like yeah. face paint and full Mavs gear <laughs> with my sign. And which was funny because when I was interning there, you know, years later, they were having me um, look through all this old footage to find something that they were looking for. And I found myself <laughs> on the jumbotron and I was like, look, I was like pointing at my boss. I was like, that's me as like a 12 year old at this game. Um, so yeah, they, they were definitely my team growing up. And then now uh, with Luca, you know, he is so fun to watch play that he, and he just, his yeah. infectious joy while he's playing makes it really fun. And Porzingis, and I think they have a really good young core that's going to be fun to watch for a bit. I think Porzingis is a great player. Um, I'm a New York Giants fan because, again, I, I love New York. And I, I actually went to go see him at Madison Square Garden the season that he was at the Giants. I've, he's an un unbelievable player, Porzingis. Yeah, and Madison Square Garden, that's that's one of the most iconic places you can go watch an NBA game yeah. so yeah that was, that was if you're gonna go to an nba game that's a good choice yeah so if um obviously there's always been that rumors about london like you said you've always wanted to go to london 
would you ever see an a NFL team in London? And if so, who would you believe it would be? Yeah, would anybody I mean, relocate? I, you know, that's tough because you know we we came you know last year for our game in London, and yeah, I mean that, that? trip. There you go. Yep, there you go. <laughs> flags, yep. yeah. Yeah. That that trip about killed me trying to yeah. we flew in overnight. We left Thursday night, got in Friday morning, went to practice Friday. I had an event to cover Friday night. We had Saturday off then we played the game Sunday and then we flew back home Sunday night after the game overnight. And that Monday, Tuesday that week, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I am dying. So I think it would be challenging. I, the, the, the thing I don't know is how it would work for the team in London. Like having teams do that once in a season is fine. They've been doing that, you know, that it was fine for us. I mean, I, I think coaches yeah. and players still don't like it because it is challenging and exhausting and, you know, changes your routines and all of that stuff. They prefer yeah. not to, but what doing it, you know, once in a season is fine, but I don't know how you handle it with the team in London. Do they have eight straight home games and then you just send them over to the U S and then yeah. they play eight straight road games. I mean, and how is that really, is that fair or unfair to them to have all those road games in a row? Or are you having them fly back and forth all the time? Like, I just don't know the logistics of how that would work. I'm sure that the league would love to have it because they love that, getting to expand to an entire new fan base. And, you know, you guys have proven to be really big, you know, NFL fans, you always show up for the games and there's a lot of fan clubs and all of that. Um, I just don't know how it works logistically. And of course, if you're going to pick a team, it seems like the Jaguars, you know, make a lot of sense. They're already over there a lot and their owner, you know, seems to be very, you know, into that idea. Um, They've already got a fan base. yeah, he already owns yeah. a championship club over there, doesn't he? Exactly. So it just from that standpoint, it seems like they would be the obvious um, choice based solely on you know that. But who knows? And it all depends again on how you would logistically pull that off. So I would love it if that would happen because I would love to have more excuses to come <laughs> to London. Um, but it did take a toll on all of us. <laughs> and obviously, when when we beat the Raiders, sorry, Matt, again. Um, Obviously, he can't experience it, but what is the Black Dome like? Is it incredible, the stadium? Okay, so here's what's crazy. I didn't get to go. <laughs> didn't get because, to go. Yeah, this is my – because I'm not traveling this year. And the Raiders are one of the only teams that I had not gone to their stadium. So I never got to go in Oakland, which I was devastated about. And then I was like, well, at least I'm going to get to go in Vegas. And then I didn't get to go. And now that means unless they match us up as the teams that have the similar record for the schedule, it would be another eight years before we would go out to Vegas to play. Yeah. So that was something I was really sad about that COVID affected. Um, I do remember when I worked for the Rams, the Raiders came to St. Louis yeah. and it was crazy. The, that was my first time getting to watch Raiders fans and like their tailgating and them in the stadium and all the outfits and the makeup and everything. I, I was blown away. And that was what had made me so excited to go to one of their games. So that was yeah. the game I was most excited about this season. And so when I found out I didn't get to travel, I was like, no. So, because I'm basically down to just, I think the Raiders, the Broncos and the Patriots, I think are the only um, yeah. teams I haven't gone to their stadium. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm, and I would have gotten the Broncos and the Raiders this year. So it, it's just because I've only worked in the NFC, all those AFC teams, we just don't go there as often. Yeah. 
what would you say was the best stadium that you've been to then besides obviously Raymond James because that right, is yeah, amazing besides, yeah. <laughs> no I will say that like I mean that pirate ship and everything like our stadium is so cool I mean yeah. to, to have a pirate ship that fires off cannons is incredible um but for other stadiums I mean of course the Cowboys one is amazing with the giant screen and it was such a unique thing especially when it was first built um yeah. But I actually think one of my favorite other stadium experiences I've had were the Vikings. Um, their stadium is so cool. It's, you know, still really new and it has a lot of glass to it. So it feels kind of like you're outside still, even though you're inside. Yeah. And all of their game day traditions are so cool where they had the big ship come out with the dragon head on the front with smoke coming out. They have everybody doing the skull chant. They blow the big horn, like all of their in-stadium stuff was was really yeah. cool that I remember thinking I would enjoy being a Vikings fan this is really awesome yeah well, for, I want to say thank you for for coming on and doing this I know obviously I don't want to we'll keep you too long or that's the only problem I, I could talk for for hours especially like I said you've got so much experience and I, we could talk books all day and I know Matt won't like that but you know <laughs> that's yeah, awesome no. well, yeah thank you guys for for having me this has been really fun I I can say this is I believe my first uh, UK-based media thing I've done. So there you go. I think uh, we usually give people a chance to plug their own Twitter and things. If you if you want to do that, feel free because you might get some new new British fans, perhaps. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah. So my Twitter and Instagram are both at Casey Reporting, and Casey is C A S E Y. So at Casey Reporting, those are my two places. And yeah, I love the the Bucks UK fan club, and I love uh, all of you. Whenever I get a, a follow from somebody over in the UK, I get really excited. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys. Good to meet you.